Welcome to Purpose Inc., the podcast where we discuss corporate purpose and stakeholder capitalism. I'm your host, Michael Young. My guest today is Stacy Klein, the CEO and co-founder of Auto Intelligence. Auto Intelligence is focused on the future of purpose-driven fo- finance and a very appropriate guest for the podcast, Stacy. Thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, it's really a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Fan- fantastic. Thank you. So, um, calling in from Canada, are you at the lake house or where are you today? I wish. I am in a little studio office <laughs> in my backyard, my little pandemic oh right you're yes we we that's right we we discussed this we share that we have little outbuildings in our backyards yeah all right so um let's get into it so um you know and, and and please you know for the benefit of our listeners let's get into what auto's about and what your your mission and your vision and your and your purpose is so please yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I think that uh, this is a good starting point to say that at Auto, we're really focused on making finance a bit more personal. And that starting point of someone's um, you know, building wealth over time and their financial future and financial wellness should really start with, with them, who they are, what they care most about. Um, and that should really inform their investment strategy and how they think about allocating wealth. And the way that auto is going about that is really equipping advisors to build deeper, stickier relationships with their clients built off of that exact premise that knowing your clients really means knowing so much more about them than their appetite for risk and what they're looking for on the return side. It really means understanding what drives them, what are their values, what are their goals, um, and how do they want to achieve them over time? What's their mindset, their attitude towards money, and how do all of those things inform their financial decision-making? And you know that really sort of stemmed from my own personal journey in trying to think about how I wanted to allocate my wealth and building a financial future that that I can feel good about. Um, so that's really what we're working on enabling at Auto. And it's it's really important us, to us to be serving this, um, you know, group of wealth managers who we really think have, you know, we're, we're really bullish on 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 wealth management as an industry and as wealth transitions to a next generation uh, we you know we think that that the value of advice only strengthens and you know you can see it right now especially in turbulent times people want to talk to people um, and so we're really trying to be a tool to enable advisors to to bring that to their clients in a way that they're really already working to do Totally. And and I think you said something right there at the end, which is um, people want to talk to people, right? They don't want to kind of necessarily do this via, um, you know, just technology, right? And I think that's, that's interesting. Um, and that really is that I, I, it, it's a preference shift in a way, 
right? That, you know, even, um, even people who are very comfortable with technology often don't want to just leave it to technology. Yeah, I mean, I really think what we're seeing now is more of a hybrid approach. I think that, that we are so digitally enabled in our everyday lives right now that that is sort of the base assumption is that there will be some technological intervention or that, um, you know, part of the experience will be digital forward. And what we're finding now in wealth advisory is that, you know, you can see there's, there, you know, there's some one stat that pointed to 77% of advisors losing business over the pandemic because he didn't have the tools to interface digitally with their clients. And what we're really trying to do is bridge the gap because, um, you know, when you think about our day-to-day experiences that are all mediated by technology, clients, especially next-gen clients, are expecting that ease of communication, that kind of effortless understanding of who they are. Um, but at the same time, they they want human interactions and they want them to be um, efficient and effective and um, and personalized. And that's, you know, you can liken it to, to really anything you, you experience on the day-to-day for someone who jumps onto Spotify to listen to music. Well, um, you know, that's easy, but it's also personalized. You know, there are your recommendations. If you're picking a show on Netflix or turning on Netflix, they recommend what you should watch, jump on your Peloton any minute of the day. And so I think the base expectation when you're when you're interacting with a with a wealth manager is that they're coming to the table with the tools to be able to give you that kind of experience with this added layer of now that I, I know your preferences, I can um, you know build trust with you in a way that is enabled by technology but not replaced by technology. Hmm. Right. Right. And I think one of the preferences that that everyone is looking at are, let's call them ESG or, or sustainable um, fund or in, uh, sustainable investing. Yeah. And, and the fund flows have certainly uh, increased dramatically. I was just reading a stat. Um, I saw something on LinkedIn this morning from McKinsey that in 05, or no, in 18, it was 5 billion. In 2020, it was 50, 70, and tw- 70 billion in 21, and 87 billion sort of as of first quarter of 22. Um, so, how do you kind of think about that and, and what, 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 what's unique in terms of how auto um, approaches those investment preferences? Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know that that is definitely where um, where things are headed, and I think you know there are many who look at sustainable investing as something that we will just call investing, um, and of course, there's been a lot in the news lately that you know pokes holes a little bit at what we really view as ESG and, um, you know, and what is greenwashing or, you know, what is happening on the um, kind of metrics and standardization side that is telling us that Tesla doesn't count and, and oil and gas companies do. 
So a lot of confusion happening there. I think that really there is a, a ways to go for the industry to really get consensus on, on what these things mean. But I think what we can take away from this is that there is really a strong inclination for um, more purpose-focused investing. And what I mean by that is really just taking these other considerations into account when making decisions. So how does a company that you're investing in think about their impact on the environment? How do they take care of the people that they employ or that their supply chain impacts? And what are the governance strategies that they have in place to address those kinds of things? And, you know, for auto, what we're trying to do is highlight that your preferences when it comes to certain themes can be considered. Um, and, and while the industry is evolving, this should be a conversation that, um, that should inform your overall strategy. And, um, you know, we have, we do have as part of the, what auto offers essentially an optimization feature and alignment tool that, that looks at what are people's preferences when it comes to environmental, social, and governance factors, and how can we build a bridge between what those preferences are and um, company scoring on this these ESG metrics. Um, so we do have the ability for advisors to essentially audit portfolios and surface some next steps conversations with their clients on that exact topic. Um, but I think that, you know, where, where we really see this coming in um, and adding value in addition to really creating alignment over time, um, what we want to be able to do is say, if you really as an investor are invested in companies that you believe in, um, then you know where you are. What I mean is there's sort of more bandwidth to weather the storm market volatility. So having a purpose-aligned portfolio really means, in essence, you can take a, a longer-term approach. You're not looking at this one factor of returns and basing everything off of that. There's kind of more at play. So right now, when you wake up in the morning and see that the Dow is down, you know, however many basis points, you're looking at your portfolio in the red, and you're more likely to have the ability to weather the storm and see this maybe as just a bump along a much longer road than a valley, and so you don't need to panic or sell irrationally. And so that's sort of just one example of how thinking about these additional factors can help inform just a different kind of confidence in in your investment decision making. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about some of the other alternatives, right? The, um, you know, let's we'll just call it Robin Hood for a minute. Yep. And, and some of the other approaches, if you will, that are not maybe as long term. And and so what role do you think literacy play financial literacy plays in in creating a long term and more enlightened or evolved mindset as it relates to investing? Yeah, I think it plays a really big role. Um I think that right now what we have is an abundance of 
information and advice on um, how to invest. And, you know, it really just, you have to be choosy as to the source. So right now you can, you know, you can go on Reddit and get your your investing advice there. You can be influenced by the latest meme stock. You can look to what, you know, Beyonce is investing in or whoever else um, or your friends and, you know, make decisions that are rooted in that. Or you can make decisions that are rooted in your own, you know, personal preferences and use yourself as a starting point for what you really care about. And I think that, you know, we, we really are seeing an onslaught of, of um, uptake in, in retail platforms and a do-it-yourself mentality that's so enabled by technology. Um, but I think, you know, this is really where we see wealth advisory coming in is that, you know, the fundamental difference between an advisor and a robo platform is values. Um, you know, this is sort of for advisor they can compete with decision-making, not compete with an algorithm. And so I think that when we think about the literacy of, of the next gen or of investors in general, there's so, there's so much access to information that um, being able to surface relevant bites and things that will actually help people to become more confident investors is really where we see the value of a, of a wealth manager coming in. And, and, you know, that ultimately is, I think for us at auto um, where we see the starting point of, of knowing yourself as being a catalyst to financial literacy, because if you, um, are engaged in something that you can connect to. If you know um, that you're trying to make decisions about allocating your wealth, not just from the perspective of risk and return, but also from the perspective of, um, you know, how you think about the the impact of companies or, um, you know, that you're working towards achieving a goal or that this aligns with your mindset, then that's just a starting point really of a, of a longer journey that helps you um, really go deeper on, on a whole bunch of other topics and gives you a starting point for um, really a knowing that I think is um, really where we're seeing investors going in general, um, because I think it's in line with, with what they experience in their everyday. So there's, I think, much less of a set it and forget it mentality. And that's why we're seeing more of a trend towards the, the do-it-yourselfers um, because the information is there and the access to it is there. It's, it's about helping to facilitate sort of a, a funneling of that into pieces of information that can actually help move the dial and help build investor confidence. Yeah, and this sort of the, the the continuum between set it and forget it, throw it in a 401k and the high volatility, well, I'm on, you know, yeah. Reddit and and I'm getting I'm getting advice from Twitter and 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 it's interesting. I've I you know, as as not as an observer, not as an investor, but I, I look very closely at, at the 
that the communication that's going on, particularly in in meme stocks and in in, in some of the crypto spaces, and it it's surprising to me. And you know, maybe I'm you know I'm certainly not the target audience for a lot of that. Um, you know, at least the the coins. Um, but it is interesting to me how short term a lot of those cycles are and. And it, it, it is it is a testimony, I think, as you were talking about, you know, between set it and forget it, between robo advisory, you know, pulling back to real advice um, and, 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 and maybe, you know, ex, let's call it expert advice for, for lack of a better term, just seems like there's never been a more important time um, in, in our, in our sort of, you know, investing careers to see the need for, uh, structured, independent advice, because, you know, what, what's going by in Twitter and in Reddit and discord and some of these other platforms, um, just seems so, um, almost dangerous and irresponsible. I mean, I'll just call it that. You don't have to agree with me, but yeah. some of it is just shocking in its, um, you know, in, in, in what are the motivations behind the advice that are being given. So, yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, on the one hand, I think it's brilliant that we have um, tools and platforms that uh, enable people to have a voice and enable a kind of exchange of information that we have today. And I don't discount the value that that can add. And I know that there are platforms that are working on solutions that, um, you know, with verified participants so that people can exchange ideas and share perspectives on um, investment related decision making and trying to add a little bit of rigor into who is um, who's participating in those conversations and highlight whether, um, you know, whether there's, there's sort of reputational value behind those. Um, I think that there is something to be said for showing up in those spaces and being part of a conversation and building a shared community. Um, but I also think that in the mix, we really need people who can help us um, figure out what's hype and what's not and um, be a touch point for for true decision-making that isn't just a knee-jerk reaction or um, extremely short-termistic. And, you know, I think that that demographically speaking too, it's, um, you know, there are, I think, times and places for, for people to have, you know, a certain percentage of their capital that they can deploy to different strategies. but to have someone who can help you really understand your long-term objectives and how to get there and what, you know, what percentage of, of your capital you can deploy to, to some um, higher risk strategies or, um, you know, where you're really getting your advice and having someone to turn to is, I think, I agree with you, even more highlighted by the fact that there is just so much access to information and advice out there. Um, having someone who you have a really trusted relationship with who understands you is really uh, immense value. Yeah. And, and, you know, no one's saying don't 
risk your capital in any way you choose, yeah. right? But just be clear-eyed about where you're taking your your informational inputs. I think yeah. um, you may have seen it. There was an article about um, a lot of the the crypto investing advice came from friends and family. I don't know if you saw that. That that makes then you know whatever Thanksgiving dinner or you know the barbecue, the Sunday barbecue. A little more challenging, you know. It was like, oh, you told me to put a hundred, you know, mortgage the house and put a hundred thousand into X, Y, and Z, and yeah, it, that it, didn't it's, work it out gets so very well. complicated now that you know so much of these, um, you know, decision making around investing has moved out of the realm of you know professional investing and into this again sort of a do it do it yourself mentality. It's easier to be um, in those in those situations. I think. I think about it a bit more um, if you're familiar with Daniel Kahneman and how he mm. speaks about system one and system two thinking. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's that system one thinking, which is quick and automatic and not a lot of control in system two, which is you know, more time and com- intention and complexity. And, um, you know, I think the, the former is where we get into those tricky situations where maybe you go off of, um, of someone's advice and it, you know, it, it can lead one place or another. And um, the system two thinking, I think is really where, where advisory come, comes in. Um, but these are the waters that we have to navigate now. And I think that this isn't, um, you know, I'm a big proponent of a hybrid approach, you know, both in our earlier conversation around technology and human advice, but also, in, in the context of, you know, where advisory can sit in um, you know, alongside the do-it-yourself strategies or the robo-advisory platforms, because I don't think that those are going away. It's really just how can uh, a wealth advisor come in and, and add value and perspective in the context of the ability to, to really participate on those platforms. Yeah, Absolutely. And Stacy, maybe as as we're, you know, as we wrap up here, what would you what what's gonna happen next with auto? Like give us a quick rundown of your journey. We met at, you know, one of the the most interesting startup conferences I go to, uh, Collision. Um, and just, you know, maybe tell us what uh, where you are in your journey and what's uh, what's coming from auto. Yeah, I mean, thanks for the opportunity to share that. Um, with Auto, we are really um, just working on on sharing our platform with with more wealth managers who really want to differentiate by more more deeply understanding their clients and and who they are and what they care about. And so, what we're working on is just continuing to constantly improve our. Um, our product so that it, so that it does that, um, get into the hands of more people. And then, you know, ultimately over time, uh, you know, our, our objective is for advisors to be able to deliver really truly personalized advice that reflects um, what their clients care most about and help them um, build wealth over time that they can feel really good about. Yeah, and, and you you I I think the thing that I saw in your in your product demo was the um, 
kind of the 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 um, the, te- the the kind of personality test yeah. you almost did, yeah, which is really cool and really fun. And um, is that that'll that that's gonna you're gonna continue on that? Yeah, on the, in so, that direction. Yeah, so we do. We have a, a really fun and engaging series of uh, digital interactions and surveys that really help to get to the core of exactly what I mentioned: who someone is, what they care about. Um, it's enabling an advisor and their client to go through this discovery that really highlights underlying motivations and values. So um, with our, our purpose survey is, is the core, one of the core experiences that you tried out. And what it results in is, is some learning about you. We reveal your preferences when it comes in, the, in that particular survey, when it comes to some of the sustainable investing themes and, and your underlying values. And, um, you know, ultimately to be able to link them to, it, to investment priorities. So it's about understanding yourself as an investor. Are you a change maker really focused on the world around you? Are you, are you curious? Are you a responsible investor? And um, what are some of the themes and causes that you care most about? So that experience will absolutely continue to be central to the auto experience and, and helping advisors really have a conversation about um, about their clients' priorities. It's easy for clients to come to the table and say, I, I, I care about the world and I care about people and I, I have values and preferences. It's a lot harder to pinpoint what those are. So those are the kinds of experiences that we have, have at Auto. We have a bunch of others, one including, uh, one is a mindset. Um, you, you can uncover your mindset. Essentially, are you a saver, spender, or sharer? We have a whole bunch of really fun, knee-jerk, you know, what's your knee-jerk reaction to to how you think about money um, and all very scenario-based and meant to be easy to get through, um, engaging, and at the end of the day, give some learning to the to the client as well as insights to the advisor. Yeah, and, and, and you know, we've all taken surveys and I thought the way your questions or the auto questions were formulated and 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 just the whole kind of the mindset if you will behind the questions they were very very different and you know it was fun to go through i thought insightful and um and i came out as a change maker so i hope that great i I mean i feel like that's a good thing right (laughs) well i mean uh, the important thing is that you resonate with it so yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I appreciate that. And we really have rooted um, our approach to these experiences in behavioral finance. So there is some science and, and rigor behind how we've asked the questions and, and how we reveal the results. And I'm glad that you found that experience engaging and, um, and one that you would recommend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, as I said, the half hour was going to go by in the blink of an eye and it has. And so we are at time, Stacy. but uh, I really, really appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking about auto intelligence today. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure. Um, Great to have a conversation with you. All right. We'll leave it there. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you. The Purposing Podcast is a production of Actual Agency, helping innovators communicate in a changing world. 
more at www.actual.agency.